0: Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Now listen, we're entering into a new year and happy new year, everybody. Now I wanted to tell you something. I'm not much for new year's resolutions. As a matter of fact, I preach directly against them. So if you're hoping for a New Year's resolution message and that, the, that because it is now January 2nd today, right? Yep. Is that right? January 2nd today that all things are going to change and it's a new year. It will not happen. <laughs> the power of the new year does not exist. There is no power in it. Nothing changes anything but God. He looks directly to the heart. He knows what it is that you need to change, and there is only one way to change, and that is through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. He is it, his word is it, he is your hope. If you want things to diametrically change, then you are going to have to follow the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God, Romans chapter eight, verse 14. That's how it works. You know, the, the litany of those verses, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you receive the spirit of sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. How does that work? Romans chapter 8, 14, 15, 16, and 17. See the sanctification progression in those verses. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you are joint heirs with Jesus. Everything he has is yours, period. That's how it works. But you have to go the first one for everyone. Everyone always talks about Romans chapter eight, 16 and 17. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and of children and heirs, joint heirs, every, that's the only thing, but they don't give you the path to get there. So what happens then? People just think it's taking place. I'm a joint heir with Jesus, so it's inherently happening. No, not if you're not, if you're led, not if you're not led by the spirit of God you have to be led but people just think things inherently happen in the bible inherently happen in their lives because they're christians you have to do things yes you are saved by grace the discovery of that grace comes through what you do if you just say i'm saved by grace and you sit still you will never inherit the benefits of the grace which by the way just a little bit of a preview if you're wondering what maturity is It's living in the promises of God. That is spiritual maturity. I will show it to you in just a minute. But if you want new things this year, if you want new things to happen in your life, if you want to change, just ask those of us who have lost the same 40 pounds over and over again. (laughs) Since I never change, I lose the weight, I put it back on. I lose the weight, I put it back on. Because nothing has changed. See, I'm putting new wine into old wine skins and all the fat leaks out once the patch has popped right back into the body. Because nothing has really changed. Those of you who go on keto, then you go on this, and you go on, you're you not approaching it right. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying I'm gonna lose weight or anything this year. I'm just telling you, if you want legitimate change, it has to come through you being Transformed. It will not just happen. You will have to be like, Tom. aren't you on a series about sanctification? Yes, sanctification is your only hope for the promised land. Yeah. Things that you want to change. It is your only hope. You're like, Tom, I've lost weight without God. How are you doing now? I know most people. I've, I've seen people leave church for health. They become healthy. And that becomes their God. Numbers chapter 13, 27 through 33. Remember, the 12 spies were sent into the land. Only Caleb and Joshua were true to the word of God. Let's look at this. Then they told him and said, we went, these are the spies speaking. We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So obviously the symbolism here that I want you to catch is, if you want things to change, you will have to go in and possess the promised land. And that is the change, the things that you want to change. You will have to go in and possess it. You don't already have it. You actually do already have it, but you don't know that you have it. Your mind has to be transformed. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. The pattern of this world is what? It's a new year. Woo-hoo! And then nothing changes or it gets worse. It's a, new, that's whatever, there's, it's a new year that, that, as if that power is going to make things change. There is no power in the world. It's all counterfeit. There is always a counterfeit presented to God. You look at all the counterfeits that are out there. It's a, it's a new year. That's one of them. Professional sports is a counterfeit of God. People worship athletes. It's a counterfeit. The science is a counterfeit. I put this out on Twitter. The Bible says this, Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. All you need to do is the devil comes in and, and counterfeits it. Trust in the science with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge it and it will make your path straight. That's what the devil does. People trust in the science instead of the word of God. Look how well that's working out. Have you noticed that the science has done nothing with the virus? You're like, Tom, why do you always lapse into the virus? What would you have me preach about? I'm not a coward. I'm not a coward. I'm not gonna preach about love this morning again. Um, Listen, what would you have me preach? As, As vaccine passports proliferate throughout the globe, what would you have me preach? I want you to think about how stupid vaccine passports are. They've already acknowledged, they've already, Fauci has acknowledged, everybody's acknowledged that the, that the vaccines do not stop transmission. So they put out a vaccine passport to stop transmission using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission. Only the devil could pull that off with the galactically stupid. Truth. So what will we preach about? That's, this is what needs to be preached about, period. Nevertheless, verse 28, Numbers 13, 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. So what? The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. So God has already told the children of Israel what about the land of Canaan. It's yours. Go up and take it. I will be with you go up and take it. So what are all these what are all these words here in verses 27 and 28? What are they? Look at me now. What are they? They're lies. If God has already told you that it's yours, then these things are all lies. This is why the church is closed in the world. They believe the lies coming from the majority. No, thank you. And by the way, it's not even the majority. It's the majority of the minority. It's true. There's a very small group of people that I call on the podcast power perbs. And all they want to do is control your life. You're like, why would anybody want to control my life? I don't know Why? because they're perverts. It's almost a sexual sadomasochistic perversion that they want to control people. Klaus Schwab is a pervert. Joe Biden's a pervert. Kamala Harris is a pervert. There's Republicans that are perverts and there's Democrats that are perverts. They can take their control, put it sideways and shove it up their own caboose. There's the first one, mark it down, January 2nd, 2022. Shove it. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb, so there's the lies 27 through 20. This, these are all the people that will always tell you that you can't. And by the way, they're coming. For those of you that think it's going to be a clean path, that nobody's coming. Understand that they've already been dispatched. If you are making a move with God, negative people. Remember, you got to remember 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And everybody knows that. But right after that, it simply says that it's no wonder. Because his ministers do the same thing. They're coming for you to tell you why God isn't enough. That you will never change. They will tell you your heritage. How many of you have, how many of you have family that live in the area? Shout amen. Just so I know who I'm preaching to. They don't even have to live in the area anymore because they can reach you on Facebook or whatever else. They can FaceTime you, do whatever it is that it is to get in communication with you. So they're coming. But just to use those of you who actually have family in the area, who know you well. They're going to bring up your past as you try to change. Just know that. They're liars. They're the verse 27, 28, and 29 of Numbers 13. They're the liars. It doesn't even mean that what they're saying isn't, well, we remember when you did that. That that isn't a lie in and of itself, but it's a lie in comparison to God, in in comparison to Romans chapter three, verse four. Let God be true, and every man a liar. If God has a plan, then everything against that plan is a lie. And you need to look those people in the eye and say exactly what Jesus said to to Peter. Then he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Watch They'll stop talking if you say that. Get behind me, Satan. Watch. Don't worry about people accusing you of being super spiritual. Just go ahead and cross the line. I'm a pariah in my own family. Learn to be exactly like me. I don't shoot to be that way. Some weirdo Christians, they try to be weird, and they think that it's spiritual. No, all I am is a preacher of the gospel. I'm, I, it's Bible, 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 Bible. A lot of weirdo Christians, is feelings, 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 feelings. No. Then you're just a weirdo claiming the name of Jesus. That's why you have Psalm 138 too. For he's magnified his word above all his name because the weirdo Christian's using his name to promote their weirdisms. You promote the word of God, period. Then Caleb, this is what Caleb does. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Overcome what? All of the lies that were just told in 27 through 29. We are well able because it was already promised to them. For all of you in this room, every negative thing in your life is not supposed to be there. It's not supposed to, you're like, well, negative things come my way. Yes, I'm talking about the ones that dwell in your life. Not people coming up and saying negative things to you. There's a whole, there's a big difference between being insulted and people insulting you. There's a big difference between people saying offensive things to you and you being offended. When you are offended or you are insulted, they have camped. They now live in the land. Those things are not supposed to be there. Sickness, illness, disease is not supposed to be there. Depression, anxiety is not supposed to be there. Until you realize that you're dwelling in 27 through 29. Let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome it now in Jesus name. It's the way it's supposed to be. But the men who had gone up, verse 31, numbers 13, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against these people for they are stronger than we. So many churches today in America and around the world that are preaching the gospel, but bouncing around verses that convict them. Because when they were presented with the opportunity of a lifetime to be a city on a hill, but you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. That was what was supposed to happen. But instead they answered with this. Here's COVID-19. We are not able to go up against it. For it is stronger than we. That's exactly what happened. Don't mix in your wisdom with the word of God. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know God. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 21. And then what do all the Christians do? Mix in their wisdom with the word of God. You stand in the word of God. Period. Matthew nine sixteen through 18. No one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse nor do they put new wine into old wineskins or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Listen, you cannot do new things doing the same things. It may have appeared to make no sense to you, but you can do, listen, it comes right out of Proverbs chapter 16, verse three. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. You cannot do new things doing the same things. If you want to accomplish new things, you will have to commit your works unto the Lord. Now, everybody wants to change their mind. I know some of you have heard me preach this before, but it must be preached again on really the second day of the year. How do you change your life? You do not change your mind and it changes your life. You change your life and it changes your mind. That's what you have to do. You will have to do, look at me, look at me. You have to do different things. Not necessarily think different things because your heart is a follower. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Most people live the reverse of Matthew six twenty one. That's six nineteen through twenty one. They live the reverse of six twenty one. They think for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. They think for where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. No, no, no. Whatever you are doing, your heart, which is synonymous with your mind, will follow. People try to change their mind to change their actions. Incorrect. You change your actions to change your mind, which goes right into the preaching about repentance. What does repentance mean? Repentance means a change of mind. So how do you change your mind? you like, repent, Jesus said. Right? One of the very first things, if not the very first thing, that Jesus actually publicly preached was Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So change your mind because God is at hand. So how do you change your mind? You change your actions. Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts will be established. People think it's the other way. I should give my heart. No, no. You give your actions. I will show you my faith by what I do. James 2.18. Faith, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. James 2.17. For all the Christians that are, oh, he's got a pure heart. He's just not living right right now. No, no. He has a corrupt heart because he's not living right. Understand, that's really how it works. That's the Bible. That's not soft pedaled. That's not watered down. That's the Bible. And that's what you should believe. So, repentance means a change of mind, but it's brought about through a change of action. So, those who never change their actions have never even tried to repent. That's why they do not go to heaven. They've never even tried to repent. So all the Christians that are out there today that are raising their hands saying, you know what? I want to follow Jesus and nobody tells them about turning from sin. They're not going to heaven, folks, just because they attend a church that looks like ours and sings the same songs. They're not. So back to numbers 13, 32 and 33. Your sanctification makes room for God. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land. This is right after Caleb says to them, quiets the people before Moses and says, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. And thus says the Lord, that's my part, because he's getting that from God. God's like, it doesn't matter what's up there. I mean, think about it. What does it matter what a Jebusite is, an Amorite is? What does it matter in the face of Yahweh? And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land. 10 out of the 12 spies, only Joshua and Caleb stood in the word of God. Only them. Just like us here at Foundation Church. Everybody else closed. We stayed open. Always. Everybody else is saying, well, you know, you might want to consider the vaccination. No. That's not the Bible. Whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loose. Well, Tom, you know, you ought to use wisdom. That's not the Bible. Either either heretic. Don't you mix in your don't you mix in your ideology and your doxology with theology? And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land. Yeah, I keep reading the same thing over and over again. Sort of on purpose. Which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great statue stature. There, verse 33, there there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Let me see now. Grasshoppers in your own sight. Proverbs 23, seven says what? For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so we were in their sight. Numbers 14, Israel refuses to enter Canaan. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried and wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt or if we had died in this wilderness. Why would you rather die there than trying to take the promised land? You see how people are? If you're wondering why, and I say this on the podcast all the time, people, it's very easy to determine these days who it was that would have housed Anne Frank and those that would have turned Anne Frank in. Just so you know, unless you've repented, if you strap a mask on your face, you're the ones that would turn them in. Life is easy, folks. It's not hard. If you sit there and prance around with masks on and a vaccination medallion, you're a Nazi sympathizer. You really are. Just accept it. Be like, either embrace it Put on the uniform and just really live that way or repent. If you're an evangelical now and you see vaccine passports, even though they make no sense because vaccines don't stop transmission and the purpose of vaccine passport was to stop transmission. And everybody who has a very solid implementation of vaccine passports, their cases are through the roof. Even though you see that now as a believer and you're not hardcore anti-COVID vax, you're a sympathizer. You have to stand in the word of God. Tom, you can't say things like that. I'll say anything I want. Anything I want, I'll say. It really is that easy. Life is easy. Life is, let me put it this way, life isn't always easy, but it's clear. It's clear. We're the ones who mark it up. And all of the Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. Of course, why? Because they told them the truth. Now we're going to get into offense here now. So as I talk about offense, watch that you don't get offended. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt or if we had died in this wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? Is that what God said? Absolutely not. He says, it's yours. Go in and take possession. I just, there's so many things I could launch into right now. I'm just trying to weigh weigh out which one to launch into. Now, O Israel, Listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. See, that's, now that's Deuteronomy four one. What's 4.2 say? Do not add to the command which I command you, but they didn't, nor take from it, but keep the commandment, commandments of the Lord your God. So what happens here? He just said, "Going, this is Deuteronomy. That what, what happened here? Why has the Lord brought us to a land to fall by the sword? We better close down our church because we could die. How's that different? How's that different? And how do you get out of that? Repent. You need to just say, I'm gonna stand in the word of God. And as they sent out, you know, now they got Rona out now, right? You saw it, flu-rona? It never will freaking end. Understand that. It's never going to end. You cannot comply your way under, from out from under Satan's foot. You can't. It will never end. Joe Biden just spent $137 million on a test strip factory in Germany. That doesn't even, will not even be, the construction will not be completed until 2024. Strictly for COVID strips, producing millions per day. You think this is gonna end? It will when we end it, but you will not comply your way out of it. Fluorona. Fluorona? That's something that needs to go sideways up the caboose also. My wife hates when I do that. Love you, babe. Why has the Lord brought us to the land to fall by the sword? He didn't lie. You're a liar. That our lives and children, our wives and children should become victims. He never said that. Where's that in the word? Add thou not to the word which I command you, nor take from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Deuteronomy 4.2. Where's, where's Deuteronomy 4.2? Oh, there's a virus coming. It's 99.9% survival. It doesn't matter how survivable it is. What are you supposed to do? Stand in the word? And those who didn't, look at how it works. You ever, you ever look at it? Look at how it works. You got the very same people they're pimping and whoring the vaccines of the ones who created the virus. All oh, works well for them, doesn't it? Who's making all the test kits? China? Truth. Think I'm lying? Pull it up. Test kits, who makes them? Go ahead, Google. You can do it right now on your phone. It's China. Pull up the pictures. When the virus hit, who owned all the PPE equipment? China? One of the most demonic places on earth, they're taking unvaccinated people, putting them all in white zip tie their hands behind their back and parading them around streets and mocking them. Just like they do the Uyghur Muslims who are being raped and tortured and human experiments are being done on them. And that's the model. And, we, and you know what Joe Biden says? Well, you know what? We're gonna do a diplomatic boycott of the Olympics. Diplomatic boycott? What does that mean? Diplomatic boycott of the Olympics means none of the politicians go over with the athletes. Who's watching for the politicians? You're watching the downhill and looking up on the hill and see, where's Joe Biden at? Who cares? Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? Verse four. So they said to one another, of course, see, this is what happens inside the church. I didn't really like what Tom said. Let me call four people. I don't really like Aaron. Let me call four people. You're a coward. Look at me. You're a coward. You're a freaking coward. You don't like it. There's a Bible verse for you if you'd like it. (laughs) Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou thou hast gained a brother. That's only Jesus talking now. You're a coward. Go tell them to their face. You don't, you don't like what I say? Come tell me to my face. Go ahead. You better know your Bible. Because I can tell you this, if you're saying that you don't like what I'm saying, you don't like the Bible because I don't preach nothing else. If I preach anything else, I let you know that I'm preaching something else. It's my opinion. You can get rid of it. You hear me say it all the time around here. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. But Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of, I have no chance to pronounce that, who were among those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. Verse seven. And then they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. Truth starts to come out. If the Lord delights in us, which he already has and has already promised the land, that's my words, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. That sounds cocky. Yeah. Yeah, it's cocky. Who cares? If you've got Yahweh on your side, be cocky. Be confident. And say be arrogant, just I'm telling you, be confident. For their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us, do not fear them. And all the, so you'd be like, oh man, that's good, that's good preaching. How does the congregation respond? And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. This is like the American church. Can you imagine me? I want you to think of some of the churches that you used to attend. Can you imagine me going in there today? Because I ain't changing nothing. Rodney Howard Brown made fun of me because I was telling people at the River Church in front of 2,000 people live and who knows how many watching to shove things sideways up their cabooses. He comes up and goes, I know you just heard that you need to be shoving things up your cabooses. (laughs) I don't change nothing. Period. So can you imagine what would happen if I want, I would love to name some names of churches that I know some of you have attended, but I won't do that today. Can you imagine me preaching there today? Have I said anything that wasn't true? But you see, they have to justify their failure. Instead of looking their failure in the face and saying, I turn from it, I turn from my failure, they instead choose to justify it, which is disgusting. Disgustingly lukewarm in the eyes of God, you do not justify your failing. If any, if you've taken a stand that is not the Word of God, you failed. I failed. I've been I've been stupid. I've been a coward. I've done all these things. I just simply why hide from God, who sees. Whither shall I go from Thy presence? What am I going to do? Psalm so 139.7 Whither shall I go from thy spirit? And whither shall I flee from thy, from thy presence? What's the point of not acknowledging failure? It's God. It's the Holy Spirit. He already knows. Well, I fool Christians. That'll matter greatly on the day of judgment. Well, we fooled the pastor. Well, that worked out well for you, didn't it? As you get picked up by your bootstraps and thrown into the lake of fire which is the majority of humanity, by the way. That may be difficult for you to comprehend, but that's the truth. Most of the eight billion people that are currently living on earth are gonna die and go to hell. That's an absolute fact. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Matthew 7:13 and 14, verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. They're the ones that are not teaching about what the what the gospel says. They're the ones that are leaving, leaving out the heaven and hell verses. They're the ones that are leaving out that you are divinely protected if you want it. They're scared of the consequences. Well, I believe what Tom said and I still got sick. That's your fault. Listen, you you don't think I live in that? Who was sick at the beginning of this year? Who missed two services for the first time in a ministerial career? I did. But what did I do when I came back? What did I say? Some of you here, some of you weren't. Nice 30 pounds lighter though. That's what happens if you feel nauseated for 17 straight days. What did I say? Unbelief in my own camp. I never get sick, ever. But something got, something, there was a zip in the wire, which I've closed. I don't, I don't run from my preaching because my preaching is the Bible. Gee, whenever there was an expectation of the miraculous that didn't occur, what did Jesus say? It's your unbelief. It's it. It's not hard. Life can be hard, but it's very, very easy to see. And to get rid of unbelief, it takes effort. If you want to change things this year, you are not going to be able to do your two-minute Bible studies anymore. You've got to bathe in the Word of God. You've got to bathe in the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can't just dabble. I've wasted, see how I'm honest? I've wasted decades of my life dabbling with Jesus, but no more. No more. Only do not rebel, verse nine, against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. And their their response was, and all the congregation, verse 10, set to stone them. You start preaching to Christians about unbelief, and that it's their fault that they're sick? Why is it, Tom, do you put that on yourself? I just told you I did. I'll never be sick again. I stand in the word of God because whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loosed. And all of the congregation said to stone them with stones because they told them the truth. All they did was repeat. All they did was repeat the promises that have already been promised to them. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel right after they had set the stone them. And obviously, obviously, people did not survive an encounter with God. I just heard Jonathan Shuttlesworth preach this. What did they, what did all of what I would call the false prophets, the 10 spies, what did they say was going to happen if they tried to take the land? They'd be devoured by it, correct? What happened to all of them? They were eaten up by the earth when it opened them up. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loosed. If, we defy, if we're not gonna listen to God We're gonna preach the opposite of the word of God and we're gonna be devoured by the land. What happened to them? Devoured by the land. All of the churches that said, we are finished because you know what? We're gonna close down our church. We're finished because you know what? This virus is gonna kill people. They are finished. Churches are closed everywhere. Exactly what they loosed, they got. The lunatics like me Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Arthur Pulaski, got arrested again last night in the snow on the highway with 20 Gestapo cops. You're like, Tom, are you anti-law enforcement? I was law enforcement for 25 years. I'm anti-unconstitutional law enforcement. I love cops. Love cops. I've lived with cops my entire adult life. Love them. Most of them are absolutely wonderful people some of them are getting sucked into this. Arthur Pulaski's son was talking to the cops there, saying, couldn't you find any criminals to arrest? One of the cops responded, we are arresting a criminal. What's the charges? Opening your church. That's the charge. Having a church service. And like I do on the podcast, congratulations, American and Canadian church. Fantastic work. When you strapped your mask on, you're taking stupid pictures of yourself on quarantine day 17? This has been a great time to get alone with the family. Set our priorities in order. Set your priorities in order. Where's where's that in the Bible? Where's it say that a son or a daughter of the living God shuts down their life in fear of a virus to get closer to their family? There you are making up your own theology again. Add thou not to the words which I command you. Where is it in the word? That's my, that's always my question. Where is it in the Bible? So as I tell you the truth, are you going to pick up stones or are you going to repent? What are you going to do? I tell you, if you want your business to prosper, you need to tithe off your business. What are you going to do? Stone me? Oh, there's another pastor after our money. My, base, my money doesn't go up when you tithe more. I've told you this before. I make less here than I did as a sheriff's deputy. There's some cops in this room. They know what I made. The average pastor of a church of 600 makes six figures. Well into six figures. I'm after your money. I do not make six figures. I will someday When I just, when, I, when I decide and... I I tell my accountability board, I will. I just gave both Hope, both uh, uh, Heather and Aaron. Sorry, I got something in my throat. (coughs) Heather and Aaron, a raise, period. That's the way it goes. And my wife, constantly talking to me now about when are you gonna take yours? I will. At some point. So the question is as I tell you the truth, are you going to pick up stones or are you going to repent? That's up to you. God won't let you touch me anyway. You can be as mad as you want at the purveyors of truth. But God will not let you touch them, whether it's me or anybody else. You can just be mad and God will corral you off all by yourself, like a little pouty pants that you are, until you decide to repent. If you don't tithe, you're wrong. If you don't speak in tongues and you're against it, you're wrong. If you don't believe God heals every time and prospers every time, you're wrong. Because you have no Bible verses. You have nothing to stand on. If you wear a mask, you're wrong. If you vaccinated, you're wrong. And we need to pray over you if you haven't been prayed over yet. I will pray over anybody who's taken the vaccination. Because you need to have that leached out of your body in Jesus' name. We've already done it a couple times here. So I want you to see some progressions heading towards sanctification. Because if you want new things this year, you're going to have to put new things into new wineskins. New things only come with doing new things. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Everybody knows 11 and 12. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. See, everybody knows it, right? But what's the next verse? Ye shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me casually. You shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me, when you shall seek for me with all of your heart. When you shall seek me with all of your heart, not our daily bread with our cafe latte and our caramel cookies in the morning for 7.8 minutes on your way into work. Ain't gonna work. You're like, why do I have to seek him with all of my heart? Why? Does it impress God when you, when you fast, does it impress God? How many of you don't, don't, don't answer out loud. How many of you believe that when you fast, it moves God? No, he's already moved. He's already flooded your life. All you got to do is poke holes and let the water in. That's all you got to do. That's what fasting is—getting you out of the way. It has nothing to do with ushering in the presence of God. When you are praying, Lord, rent the heavens and pour Your Spirit out. That's an antithetical to the Bible prayer. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Where is He going to go? So, if you want the Holy Spirit somewhere, what should you do? Walk in yourself. So he says, you will seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all of your heart. So why does does that work? Because what what did he say? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future, right? So why do you only get that when you seek him with all your heart? Because it removes unbelief. You're not impressed. oh, he's seeking me with all his heart. Now I'm gonna move. He's already moved. So by you seeking him with all your heart, prayer, if this kind of goes not out, but by prayer and fasting, Matthew 17, 21, right? Certain demons aren't leaving without prayer and fasting. So if you want that to happen, you have to tear down the walls of unbelief. That's what seeking him with all your heart is. It's a fast of sorts. What are you doing when you're seeking God with all your heart? You're fasting, scrolling. No, you're fasting it. Because you're too busy seeking him. That's what happens. Hebrews 11, 8, 11, 11 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Creates faith because you're removing unbelief. You don't have time for unbelief when you're seeking him with all your heart. Listen, listen, everybody in this room, there's not a soul in this room that has sought God with all their heart enough. Not a soul. Why do I know that? Because your fruit's not there. Neither is mine. If we all sought God with all of our heart, you wouldn't be able to stand in this room. See, again, I tell you this, like I've told you 40 times before. When I look out here, I see differently than what you see. You may you probably see church eyes Christians. Oh, we're all sinners, saved by grace. You know, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Let's just put our bare claw into the into the side of the mountain and claw our way, and hopefully someday we'll make it. I don't look at it that way. Jesus said, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Does that sound like that theology? Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest under your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through thirty. That doesn't sound. I'm going to hang on till heaven comes. I'm going to hang on till Jesus comes. I'm going to hang on till I'm dead. And that's the that's the gospel that we preach to people. This is a great gospel, isn't? Jesus is great once you're dead. Oh, where can I sign up? You tell a twenty year old man, hey, you know what? Do you, you want to follow the gospel that I follow? It's great once you're dead. What's he going to do for the next sixty years? I am still confident of this that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what the man after God's own heart said in, in Psalm twenty-seven. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to come with the God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. None of us have given it that shot. See, I look at you, and I'm like, power. You, you, might, you may not believe that. Even friends of mine in this room, and that I've even corrected. I still look at you as a power pack. You have that ability. One amen from Pete on that. That's disappointing. Because we want to take back this world. How do you take the world? How do you take it? Shine. How do you, Listen, how do you do it? Listen, listen to this now. Do you even win the world? No, you shine and the world will come to you. Amen. Show, show me Jesus's evangelical efforts, his outreach. Come on, show him, bring me the Bible. Show me his outreach. Jesus here, ministering today, downtown Galilee. We have a track for you. Um, it's written on rocks, but here it is. Why is it that we do that? What did Jesus do? Shine, what did Paul do? Well, what was Paul's ministry outreach outside of going to a city? No, there's no worship teams, not, not a sound, dead silence, nothing, no microphones, nothing. What did he do? My message in my preaching, he didn't even use wise and persuasive words. My message and my preaching—we're not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. First Corinthians two four. It's not me speaking; that's the Bible speaking. That's the Jesus speaking. The Word of God. That's what He did. So, what should we do? He, uh, listen to me now. If we actually stumbled upon the miraculous, His divine power has given to us has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called you, listen, who called you by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. If we were partakers of 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, if we were partakers of the divine nature, we would not be, there would not be enough hotel rooms in Inglewood. Port Charlotte, Venice, or Sarasota, maybe even Fort Myers to all come to foundation church. If we were partakers of the divine, I'm not talking about Pentecostal heritage miracles. I know I've ripped this before. I'm going to do it again. You know, we had this service and we were lengthening legs. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. Some of you do. And some of you are offended right now because you're a leg lengthener. <laughs> Who cares? Person, they had a 37 inch leg when they came in and you gave them a 37 and a quarter inch leg when they came out. I can do that by brute force. Jared, give me your leg. <laughs> yeah. Who Who cares? You want to do something, melt the tumor. Don't lengthen the leg of the person with cancer. Take away the cancer. That's what you do. If we were all partakers of the divine nature, and there wasn't any skepticism, there was no, well, you know what? We healed depression. We Okay, listen, I know depression's real. I know anxiety attacks are real. I know that. But anxiety attacks and depression are about people who've sown into their mind day after day, year after year. I know I've been there. I'm just telling you. That doesn't need to be divinely healed that needs to be repented of and then God can minister as you're repenting. I'm talking about operating in the divine nature. Person comes in flat out freaking blind and walks out 2020. That's Jesus style. If we did that, and not only that, if everybody tithed in this church, we wouldn't have our measly one million in the bank. Some of you didn't catch that. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Hmm. Sounds like I'm complaining. I am complaining. If everybody tithed in this church, We could buy anything cash, cash, if everybody tithes. Well, here he is after my money. (laughs) Again, I drove my wife's car to church today. If everybody tithes, you see, it's not just a matter of healing. If I was to choose, I'm taking healing. I'll take any old building, but any old building is not the, that is not the plan of God. Life to its full abundance is the plan of God. This building that we signed a contract on, everybody needs to be praying that the other side signs the contract. We've already agreed to terms, but they need to sign. They need to sign Tuesday. You need everybody agree with me to pray on that? Listen, and this is how I want you to pray. Ready? Make them sign. That's it. That's it. No harm to anybody. Holy Spirit, just make them sign. They have no choice. They're just trying to walk away. They can't, you know. <laughs> Tired of it. You're going to see things different in the new building. You see way more in-person, in-touch ministry in the new building. My hands are going to be on a lot of people in the new building. Because, you know, what? we are going to see People leap out of wheelchairs. (laughs) Silver and gold. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And He lifted him by the right hand and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, walked into the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. That's what's supposed to be happening. If we did that, there would be no containing it. If we all tithe, we'd have millions, both for, our, for the church itself and to give away. Amen. So what are you going to do? Are you gonna, what's, what's your default mechanism? That's another pastor after my money, so I'm not going to tithe. Let me give you some symbolism with that. I've used this example before but again I generate lots of new people that's how I frame it in my head instead of I offend a lot of people I generate lots of new people <laughs> If a doctor came up to you and gave you absolute medical truth absolute medical truth you have to do this you have to do that and he used f-words to do it You're going to do you're going to do effing A effing B and mother effing C or you're going to die. And you go, you know what? Because of how you said that to me, I'm not doing A, B, or C. Who's stupid? You are the doc. So when I say to you, tithe, all of you who aren't tithing, you're like, well, I've done really well without tithing. You have no idea what well even means. You live in a place of lack of discernment. You have no idea what you're even talking about. Well, I have hundreds of thousands. You're supposed to have hundreds of millions. Well, we get to vacation once a year. You could vacation, be vacationing four times a year if you did it God's way. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. And you say, In what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me even this whole nation, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. He says that nowhere else in the Bible. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you, such a blessing that you will not be able to contain it. And that's not it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, that he will not be able to destroy the fruit of your land, nor shall the vine fail to produce fruit for you. And you hold back, well, the the preacher's after my money. Nice default mechanism, coward. So why? It's all fear. Sow it. Every dime I get sowed. 10%. Period. And now if you, I love the people that say, oh, that's an Old Testament thing. Really? Where did the tithe begin? Where did the tithe begin? Who was the priest? Melchizedek was the priest. Under the Abrahamic covenant, which is our covenant. Whoops! Whoopsie Daisy," as Chris Farley would say. <laughs> I'll finish right here. Gosh, dog, 10:45. I'm already supposed to have you out 10 minutes ago. I, oh I'm under I'm, Everyone turn around, See, I'm under. I'm minus 30 seconds right now. <laughs> and that's not Hope's time. That's the guys up on the booth cutting me grace and mercy. I'll leave you with this and make sure that you watch, make sure that you watch the second part of this message. Can you do that? Yeah. Make sure you watch it at some point this week. You don't have to watch it. Just have it playing. You need to hear the second part. They don't get what you get. You don't get what they get. This last thing I'm going to tell you, don't be distracted. A worship team, make your way. We'll kill that off. Don't be distracted. Matthew 24:24. 24, 24. "For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and they shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they, des- they shall deceive the very elect." Don't be distracted by anything or anybody. Colossians chapter two, verse eight says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies that depend on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Because look at me now. Distractions are going to be presented to you, but there's a big difference between a distraction being presented to you and you being distracted. What does it do? What do you do? Today, right at this very moment, Right at this very moment. 2 Corinthians 6.2 Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's favor. Today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. Not starting because it's Monday tomorrow and it's Sunday today. No, you start today. And you get with God alone for a substantive period of time. For some of you, that will be 10 minutes your first time. That's okay. That's not going to cut it for me. God doesn't say, Tom, I want 10 minutes a day. But for some of you who are starting at ground zero, make sure that today you are alone with God. Take, don't even have this in the room. Get alone with God. I don't, you might be from out of town and you're visiting. Get alone with God, go for a walk. Start today in your sanctification process. That sanctification process is being in the presence of God and the word of God and it will change you. You'll see everything differently. You want to be happy in the new year? There's only one source of joy. Only one source of joy. Do not sorrow for the joy of the is your strength. Amen. Stand with me. Praise you, Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are This many people in person are watching online that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you, and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking Him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me, and mean it lord jesus i ask you right now to come into my life and be my lord and be my savior i ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and i now turn from them and i give you my life from this day on in jesus mighty name amen if you said that prayer you are saved